where the best mortgage brokers get better. I love mortgage brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today, Parm Gill. Parm is a mortgage broker with DLC Producers West Financial. He's been a broker for eight years and is based out of the lower mainland in BC. I'm stoked for this interview today. Parm, are you ready to rock? I am. Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I've been a broker for eight years. I've had a chance to work with a variety of different firms. Love the business. I think it's uh, one of the greatest business to be in. I've been uh, in sales for the 15 years, 16 years plus, and brokering is, you know, lots of money to be made, and a lot of money that we make in this business. And not only that, we get to help a lot of people as well. So how did you get into the mortgage business? Because my experience has been no one as a little kid in kindergarten says, hey, I want to be a mortgage broker when I grow up. We all end up from somewhere. So what was your path to, to becoming a mortgage broker? I worked as a, a business development manager for two different companies based out of uh, San Diego, one based out of Germany, and great companies in the telecom business. After you know being with those companies for a couple of years, learned a lot. They you know they gave you the green slip and say, hey, Parma, we don't need to you don't need your services anymore in Canada. Your the Canada market is too small. Here you know we started with a small company. You know we were you know very low sales, building up to a fifty six million dollar you know division. Only after two years saying, hey, no need. We don't need you anymore, Parm. See you later. Thank you very much. And I was sitting down with a couple of my colleagues that are brokers. They've been in the business for a while. And I was tired of saying, well, what, do I, what, what do I want to do now? got to do something for myself. And they said, why don't you become a broker? I'm like, broker? Yeah, it goes great business. Always, you know, there's residual income coming in. There's renewals coming in. And I said, this is what I want to do. And I started my course and here I am. That's awesome, man. I uh, I love that. So was it a sales type role that you were in or was it totally sort of unrelated? It was unrelated. It was more of a uh, business development manager. We, uh, My territory was very large in that uh, capacity. I was I covered from Victoria to Winnipeg and I was the only rep in the area and I traveled. Like I said, I was on the road six days of, of uh, you know, a week traveling on my own days off, working 14-hour days, I'm thinking, I got to do something for myself. You know, if, I'm, if I can work this hard for somebody else and make it a you know, successful business, I'm sure I can do, some, you know, do something for myself. Right. And on the plus side, as a broker, there's typically not a lot of traveling involved. I mean, usually people want you in your office getting their loans approved, not, you know, fl- flitting about the country. That's right. <laughs> it makes it much easier to, you know, stay home. Plus, now that I've got a family, I'd rather be at home anyway. So, you know, I don't want to be traveling anymore. And this is a great position to be in and a lot of money that we can make in this business. And it's just, it's un- unbelievable. Yeah, no, I, I'm loving it too. So before we dive into your story, I'd love to ask you about a success quote, because I feel like quotes are the type of thing that distill an idea down into just basically a portable, something you can take with you and you can use on a day-to-day basis. So can you share a quote that's really had an impact on you, your business? Yes, we are what we think about. You know, and that's a quote that I live by. You know, if we think we're going to be successful, we're going to be successful. You know, if we think we're going to fail at something, well, for chances that we're going to fail at something. So I think we, we are what we think about. So how do you apply that on a day-to-day basis? So I love that. We are what we think about. So can you give me an example of how you have used that recently? Yes. When I first started in this business, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, pretty green. I didn't really know anything about this business. And, you know, perhaps I was, you know, oh, this boss never going to go anywhere. This, I can't do anything. And, you know, and then I started changing my tone and saying, you know what, every file is workable. Every file that I, I touch, I can help somebody. And sure enough, you know, I, my funding ratio started to increase. My, you know, my efficiency started to increase. And, you know, every now when I see a file, even though if, if I don't think it's going to go anywhere, I still change that mindset, I can get this file done. You know what, there's a lender out there I can find. So it makes me work a little harder by saying that quote every single time to myself. Right. It reminds me of the movie, remember Dumb and Dumber? 
And yeah. when he says to the girl that he, you know, that he likes her and she's like, if you were the last man on earth, there's the only way I would marry you. And so he's like, so you're saying there's a chance. And so I say that sometimes to my assistant when we get something that's hard. I'm like, so you're saying there's a chance. She shakes her head at me because I agree. If you're not optimistic, man, this job can beat you down. But if you've got the right, you know, mindset, then and you're willing to, you know, try everything, you never, you, it's surprising sometimes what stuff that actually can get sorted out if you have the right attitude. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I love that quote by, you know, Carl Sanders, you know, thousand no's before he got the final yes. You know, Edison, 10,000 light bulbs, you know, before, for experiments and he, yeah, he you know, ended up, you know, changing the whole, whole world. Mm-hmm. No, it's awesome. It's just about tenacity, which is a fantastic way to, to be in life and in business. So I also find that being an entrepreneur and a business owner, mortgage broker, failure is something that happens. And when I look back, there's always a lesson in failure. So can you share something that, that you'd failed at, but looking back, there, there was a lesson that you were able to take from it? That's a good question. You know, I don't look at it as a failure. I look at it as an opportunity that everything happens for a reason. And if you keep your head up and continue to say, you know, what did I learn from it? So it's not a failure in my eyes. It's it's a learning experience. Perhaps that I could have did something better than I come back and evaluate it and continue to say, what did I learn from it? Everything happens for a reason. You know, whether you think it's a failure, but if you stop and think about it, it's actually something that you learned if you stop and think for a few minutes and think, what did I learn from this? What can I do better next time? So, so can you give an example of something that you had that maybe didn't work out the way you'd planned? And I mean, I'm just trying to be you know more specific. And then the lesson that was in it when you look back at it. Well, I applied for a job for my last position before I got into brokering, and this one really stands out the most. I was competing with MBAs, you know, bachelor's degrees. You know, they were looking for somebody very specific for this role, and. I didn't think I had the qualification, but, you know, when I set my mindset to it, I said, you know what, let me just, they actually denied me on my interview. And I said to myself, you know what, let me just get in front of them. Let me get in front of them. I know I can do a great job. And sure enough, I, you know, my persistence paid off and uh, they said, I'm coming in for the job interview. And when I went in there, my boss at the time, or my boss to be, he said, Parm, I've had people come to the door. I cannot believe that you did this presentation well as you did in, in a, such a short time frame. When can you start? <laughs> That's awesome. You know, and I think it's, a, it's this was what, you know, if you, I knew if I had that mindset, if I, I know if I can find them, I can do this. And that's what I would say that was a, you know, a failure and a success at the same time. Right. So that's a, that goes back to the, the, you know, you're saying there's a chance, like we were talking about with the dumb and dumber guys. So if you can just get in front of them, if you can, and the same thing in our business, if you can just get the opportunity to talk to a client, if you can get an opportunity to, you know, sit down and review their situation, that there's a really good chance that you're going to be able to show them how you can help them and why they should work with you. So that's a fantastic example. And I'm sure you use that every day in your business. I do. Actually, I had a client last week, uh, same idea. She had called a number of brokers or, and number of lenders and trying to find out, you know, what she can qualify for. And everyone kept saying, well, you qualify for this. My bank says this. And I said, you know, why don't you give me a few minutes? Why don't I come see you? And she was way out in Burnaby. I said, you know, I'll come see you. No, you don't have to come out the door. I will come to your place. And we sat down and we started talking. I realized that, you know, she had more money than she actually said that she had. She had a great job. And we were able to qualify for, you know, pre pre approval for four hundred thousand and the bank was telling us you can only qualify for two fifty. Wow, that's you know, a big difference. Like going out there and seeing it, it made a difference. So do you when you get those situations where you, you obviously someone else just there was a failure in, you know, uh, someone else's ability to be able to solve the problem, but do you ever use those as like stories or examples when you're dealing with referral sources? Yeah, I use them all the time. 
time, this is what the, our business is all about. We have to tell a story, and you know, every client is going to be uniqueness to it. And you know, you always want to get that extra referral if you can. You know, that the story people can relate to stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's a, that's great. The other thing I've noticed talking to successful brokers is they always have systems and processes and they're willing to tweak those processes in order to get better results. And we were talking about this before we got on the air and you said that you like change and you like kind of new things. And so can you, I want to ask first about administrative processes. So can you share a specific administrative process that maybe wasn't working as well as you would like and how you tweaked it and what sort of outcome you got? I have a number of things that I've actually done. Uh, first one I would say is I redesigned my mortgage application. I was having some challenges, you know, in keeping track of my clients and really kind of, you know, when you hire a system in putting a system in place so that somebody can follow. And I spent a lot of time, I probably say good four or five weeks redesigning that mortgage application. This application has now transpired about 11 pages. And people say, oh, 11 page application. I'm saying, no, it's actually, it entails a lot of different things. And the keystrokes that I have on it, it just copies a lot of things in there. What it used is, you know, it's got the sales process, you know, how many times they're going to call the client. So I'm not re entering that client's information again and trying to figure out where that client is. And not only that, at the end, it's got a payroll process to it. And it also entails into appraisal ordering process as well. It allows me to separate my application into various different uh, areas. I can just you know, fire off whatever I need for payroll. I just take that page out, extract that page. And I also did a, uh, I'm a great user of a Dropbox. Mm-hmm. I design templates for my files as well. So, you know, sometimes we get emails, we get faxes, we got different things going on. And we don't always have time to label things. I have done pre-templates up with you know, for client income, mortgage application, consent form, all I do is drag and drop and really kind of speed up, speed up the process and how, you know, file comes through because let's face it, we get, you know, lender emails, we've got client emails, we've got, you know, personal emails coming through. Try to filter all through that and try to say, well, I should label this one. I need to label this file for this one. I just drag and drop it into, into certain areas. That way, my, when my assistant does come in, she knows where the, even if I didn't label it, she can just go into that folder and grab that, that document out of it. Mm-hmm. And so do you use, just to, uh, to key on on this a little bit, so do you have like, so say an income doc comes in, do you have a folder that's like income and then a folder that's like property and so that you drop specific documents into specific folders? Is that how you sort them or is there, is there something else you're doing? No, there's really, there's, if you break it down, the mortgage application, there's an application process, there's an income process, there's a, you know, your compliance document. So I've got six different folders and behind those six folders, there's subfolders, you know, you, where you've got a client, you know, A and B, C and D. If you've got four applicants on the file, all you're doing is you've got an income document for that file. You know, you've got T1 generals, NOAs, you just drag and drop whatever, it, it, you know, is appropriate for that uh, client. Oh. You've got a business for self doc folder as well. So, it, you know, i got six different things that I break it down to and I'd be more glad to send that over to you. My, my <laughs> template. That would be awesome. I would love to, I would love to put that up for people because I have a similar system, but it doesn't sound as, yours sounds better. So, I've got the, I've got Envy, folder Envy, if you can imagine. And I just have like client files and then lender communications. And But I love the idea of actually separating by client because sometimes Sometimes, how often do we have clients come back to us like two years later and maybe they're getting separated and maybe like how much better it would be to have the individuals or maybe one of them is buying a property and the other one's not. You have them separated by, by borrower versus just all clumped together in one you know, big happy file. Well, that's what I used to do in the past, uh, Scott. And it, it, I just, you know, you needed a document for a particular document for that lender. You're going through 30, 40 emails or 
attachments in that folder, you try to find out where is that. You're, you're kind of spending a lot of time on that. Mm-hmm. This one just really streamlines that I can find it within you know a couple seconds, not a couple of you know not twenty, fifteen, twenty minutes of looking through each attachment, finding where it is. It's within fifteen, twenty minutes, and within a few seconds, I can find this information. And we so just again, I'm going to key on this, but so when somebody sends in, let's say they send in all their income docs in one shot, and you got him and her together, do you then separate and drag and drop like his into one and hers into another? Is that when you'd actually do the separation? I, I well, I have an, another email set up for or another folder set up for emails and faxes that come in. So yes, I will take that original wallet and drag and drop it in there. So part of my compliance that we got to keep all the documents for the client. And then what I do is I, I will separate them if I need to, depending on the lender, and into individual clients. You know, if that, obviously job letter, pay stuff, NOAs, and that's in the T1 general office, those are, those would be separate folder because they, they become pretty big to send out. Okay. And the nice thing about using folders in the sense is that it saves you the, the hassle of having to label everything. If everything is in a, the appropriate place, then the folder it works in a way as the label instead of... Uh... I know it's a minor thing, but I always love, you know, minor efficiencies add up over the course of a year. Well, this is one, you know, when, especially during peak seasons, I just drag and drop a lot of times. But I also do back, go back at the, when the file is complete, it just go back and relabel those files. And, you know, I use the Mac. I'm not sure how what anybody else uses, but it's easy to go back and relabel them. Like, I can go back now almost to three years and find any documents for any client within a couple of seconds. Hmm. You know, I use a Mac too. I love it. Do you, a program that's awesome is called Alfred. Have you ever heard of it? No, I don't use Alfred. I use uh, Adobe is what I use. So Alfred is actually just a search, a powerful search program that you can put on a Mac. So if anybody listening is using Mac and you, if you want to check it out, it's total, like you literally, I can find anything, documents from like five years ago within like two strokes of a key from this program. And it's like, it's definitely saves you efficiencies and it's better than the native search bar in Mac, at least in my experience. It's faster too. So I'll send you a link to that when we're done. Anyway, I digress because this is not about Alfred. It's about process. So that's on the sales side. So I also find that uh, successful mortgage brokers have a sales process and they don't just show up and hope for the best. And they're willing to adjust those sales process based on what's sort of happening in the market and, and what their clients' needs are. So how do you, can you share an example maybe of a sales process that wasn't working as well as it was and the kind of adjustment you made and what the outcome was? Yes, actually, I end up hiring a great marketing person. Um, I, you know, I was very well. So there's so many hours in the day uh, to do everything. You know, I, now what I did by having her on board with me, she's sending out my anniversary letters, she's sending out my birthday reminders. I get emails every morning. These are the clients that email, you know our birthdays are coming up today. And by doing that, one of the things that I have found is that I'm starting to get my clients are starting to call back again. You know, if you look at the stats wise, we brokers do a great job in, you know, getting the clients approved. We do, you know, we sell on rates, we sell on this, but what we forget them at the end of the day, we forget our, our gold, you know, our golden goose that these clients have already done business with that we let them go. And I have this system that she just sends out like every day things are going out. Every month things are going out. And I'm actually getting clients calling me, Hey, thank you for the birthday card, thank you for this and you know, now they're starting to call me back. You know, it's taking some time, this, but it's, it's, it's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, that's awesome that you've kind of out, outsourcing parts of the non-critical parts of our business are, are so important. And so this person, how long ago did you hire them? Almost about two years ago, we've been working together now. And, you know, we have got a nice little system going. And like I said, the clients are picking up the phone and calling me. I, last week, I had three referrals, you know, clients that I've worked in the past. You know, don't have always have time to call every single day, but hey, Byron, I saw your birthday card. Thank you so much. Listen, we're thinking about, you know, doing a new mortgage. We're going to, you know, we're looking at doing construction financing. Can you come see us? 
I'm thinking, who is this client? Who is this client? And I realized that I did a mortgage for them almost two years ago, and I haven't had a chance to, you know, get, get back to them. But mm-hmm. they're getting my emails. They're getting, you know, my birthday card. They're getting the anniversary letters. And really, you know, the touches are, are there now. Mm-hmm. That's good. Set it and forget it. So that's a, that's a great advice for anybody who, once you get more than two clients, you should be thinking about this stuff. I agree with you, uh, Scott. Uh, you know, it, uh, we get so busy on, on going out and, you know, working on what's in front of us. We've got to also get to continue to work on our clients that we do have. Mm-hmm. Those are the biggest referral sources. Yeah, that's totally true. I noticed another area that has been a lot of getting a lot of talk lately is di- the need to diversify your income. And so I, I've been talking to brokers about this and I see two camps forming. One camp is yes, we need to diversify, get into other product lines. Another camp says no, to stick to mortgage brokering. And so I just want to know where you fall on that. And if you are diversifying your income in any way outside of just like residential mortgages, what are, what area are you focusing on? I do uh, both. Uh, I do commercial and residential mortgages. And uh, commercial is a, you know, people always kind of shy away. So, well, I don't know anything about commercial. I don't know, any, you know, what do I do? Actually, the, the process is very similar in terms of, you know, how we take the residential mortgage. And by, you know, doing the commercial, you're taking the same application, you're getting the documents, you're getting the, you know, business documents. If you, if you document, you're going to request a little extra. And that would be, your, you know, company financials, you know, lease agreements, which you you know, we would need on a residential mortgage, but you're asking for lease agreements. And I, I do both. And I, and because I took right from day one, I took the challenge of doing it. Now I've got processes in place for that. You know, when I see a residential client, what do I need to need to collect? Really, there's not much difference in what I'm collecting for the residential side. Just a few extra documents. And most lenders, commercial guys are willing to help you put the deal together. Mm-hmm. I think they having to, able to do both is much you know, more profitable business today than it was for me in the past. Right. That's awesome. So the commercial lending is an area that's been working well for you. Very well. So uh, I love the idea of helping a commercial client. The deals are a little bigger. Yeah, it's a lot more work, you know, than a residential deal. But the rewards are, you know, when you see a, you know, a business that's opened up, you've got to hire five, six people for that business. And you're saying, you know what, I was part of that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So how do you balance running a busy mortgage practice and family? You know, nice thing about this is the reason I got into into this job or in this position was to you know have that flexibility of you know having the family life. And I work out of my home, and I be honest with you, I work twelve fourteen hour days, you know, Monday to Friday. And when my kids are home, I do you know take a few hours out to spend time with them. And on the weekends, you know, I I make sure that I I'm there for all the activities. And a lot of times, let's face it, our business is is our in our handheld. You know, we're able to answer phone calls. You know. Get back to clients. We've got, you know, today we've got smartphones that you can check email, send documents off of it. I think it, uh, the balance is much easier than it was, you know, a few years ago, mm-hmm. especially with some of the things. The iCloud's coming in now. You know, Dropbox is coming in. Uh, it's easier to balance today than it was in the past. Right. It allows you to kind of do both. Have your cake and eat it too, in a sense. Exactly. So now we'll move to the rapid fire questions. These you can answer with a little shorter answers. So what is the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Going out to lender meetings, I think that's really important. Going to the trade shows, going to the you know the seminars. Anytime you can sit in front of a, a you know a lender BDM, I would highly suggest that. I don't think we're not doing enough in our business. There's so many products out there that every lender has, and you know what? Uh, if we can go out and sit in front of these people, I think we're we're gonna learn something from them. And these guys are going to every single you know broker. They're talking to the high brokers can always pick up a pointer here and there for them. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So what one habit do you think has made you successful? Positive thinking. 
you know, just be positive. Everything you do, just, you know, there's, even if you, you, you didn't get the result that you wanted, but you can say, you know what, what did I learn? What can I do better in the next uh, file? What can I do better? That's why I always look at it. I, I think there's something positive about everything is always there. Mm-hmm. That goes back to your quote, we are what we think about. So do you have an internet resource, a software program that you use to make your business more successful? I, I love Dropbox. I think uh, Dropbox is probably, thank goodness for Dropbox. And when I saw this a few years ago and now what, I, what I've what i utilized it today, there's so many things that I've done. You know, I've got all my lender guidelines are sitting in my Dropbox. It's just, and no matter where I am at with my clients, I just take my iPad with me. If I need to check, take a look at CMHC's guidelines, I can just drop into my Dropbox. It's a login to, to a website. I love Dropbox. It's, it's probably the greatest thing that's out there. Mm-hmm. There's probably other things out better than that, but Dropbox is my favorite. That's awesome. So if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I Can I set up a book and I recommend something else? Sure. I think you do. I'm a, I, there's so many good things on YouTube that I listen to YouTube pretty well 24 hours a day if I could. I think there, if whatever book you want to read or whatever book you think you want to read, let's face it, Scott, we, we're so busy today that we don't have time to sit down for an hour, 45 minutes. I will download a lot of things from YouTube and then I'll drive and listen to while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great idea. So what here, what about, I'm going to get you to send me a link when we're done the interview to something from YouTube that you really, one of the things that's really impacted you recently. I, the other thing that I found was uh, just a little while ago, something called Actionable Books. And so there's 600 business books on there and somebody's taking the time to give the big idea and then a couple of the key takeaways. And like literally, you know, a 300 page book will be 1200 words and it's so good. Like you can go in and search any book that you're looking for. Cause I, I, I agree. Like I used to read a lot of books, but now it's, but I can read 1200 words. Like, you know, it's takes me maybe six minutes and you get the gist of the book and you're like, if it's really good, maybe you get the book. So that and YouTube is a fantastic resource. I like YouTube is my, is my goal to, where I go now. And the nice thing is that a lot of it, you know, it doesn't cost anything to do this. Now, if you want Anthony Robbins, he's there. He's got, you know, 30, 40 different videos that you can actually watch mm-hmm, while, that's you're, true. while you're working. So where do you think our industry is headed? Where's the opportunity? I, this is a great industry to be in. There's a lot of growth happening. Let's face it, you know, we're, our biggest competitor is, is their, you know, banks. And we're, we only hit proportion of the market. And I think there's so much still growth that's going to happen. You brokers are making a, a big difference in the, in the industry. You know, I, I take the approach of educating clients as opposed to trying to do a hard sell. So if, if you continue to educate the client, the clients are going to come back to you because we're doing a better job. Some of the lenders, there's some really great lenders out there. I'm not saying that we're, you know, we're the best, but we're doing a much better job than we did over the years in the past. And clients are a lot more comfortable in dealing with us. So I think there's a great growth still happening in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, I agree. So here's one of my favorite questions is the DeLorean question. Remember the movie Back to the Future? Have you ever seen it? Okay, so in the movie, there's the DeLorean, which is this car with the fancy doors, and it could travel on time. So if you could jump in the DeLorean, and I set the time for you, you don't get to pick, and I set it for your first day as a mortgage broker, so eight years ago, and the goal is for you to, to sit down with yourself, your younger self, and give yourself three pieces of advice so you would have a bigger business, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself, work your database. Keep your database up to date. Keep it organized. That way you can always come back to it. That this is just going to be your gold or your gold, golden goose down the road. The other thing I would say is work with senior brokers. You know, if you, if they don't, they're too busy to sit down with you, take them for a cup of coffee, ask them questions. You know, I had a chance to sit down with Dustin a few years back and, you know, he 
45 minute you know, cup of coffee. It was supposed to be 15 minutes, ended up being 45 minutes. And he shared so much information with me. And, and I'm like, wow, Dustin, thank you for, you know, take time up. If I did more of those in the beginning, I think, you know, I could be even more successful than I am today. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you go to lender meetings, go to the seminars, make sure you do some training, invest in yourself. Yeah, that's what I would tell myself, you know, continue to, I do that today and I wish I would have did this more in the beginning and I could be, you know, you wouldn't know a lot more than I do today. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great advice. So work your database and keep it up to date. Work with the senior brokers, get a mentor, and then go to those lender sessions and, and learn what you can so that uh, you shorten the learning curve because you're going to learn it over time. It's just, is it going to take you 10 years or is it going to take you, you know, a year because somebody shows you a shortcut that you're like, oh, wow, this is a much easier way to do it than my, the way I was trying to figure it on my own. Yes. And that's what I, like I said, that's what I tell myself I want to go back now. Now I, I do that today, but you know, I, I ask questions, senior brokers that are asking questions that I didn't ask in the, in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, Parm, I have really enjoyed this interview and I've, I've, uh, it's been awesome. I got lots of great stuff from it. Where can people find you online? MyMortgageTeam.ca. MyMortgageTeam.ca. And if anybody's listening, you can get show notes, links to everything we talked about at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. Parm, I hope you crush the rest of your year and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. Where the best mortgage brokers get better. I love mortgage brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusively for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.